I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is really I'm just sad. Really <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs. Exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. I'll, I'll kick us off. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited uh, just to spend some time uh, with this high impact man. Um, was a former site queue down at the Canyon. He's recently handed that off. I think um, I think you've led the largest uh, F3 Omaha workout ever, I, I think. Um, Holy yeah. cow. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and I know um, you're one of the most uh, inspiring people that, that I know. Um, the, the man uh, with a smile always on his face. Uh, so Waffle House is, is who we've got on the show today. Um, so Waffle, I, uh, I just love seeing you. Um, and you, you do always have a smile on your face. But I wonder if... Um, you would uh, give us a little bit of history on on the name uh, and how did you get connected with F3 Omaha in the first place? Um, do you remember what did somebody EH you or tell me that story? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, I remember it. I have a vivid memory of my own, but my uh, EH or might have a totally different memory. You know, we remember the things we want to remember. And when it comes to trauma, I've heard that, like, um, when you're in a traumatic situation, like, your memory uh, is focused on on certain things. You might not remember the same order as other people. So, yeah, Um, Mr. Uh, TC was my point of contact at the beginning. And I'd kind of been watching him all summer long, his tweets. With F3, it was like, this guy has got off the edge. He's off the rails. And then um, he kept saying to me, where are you? You're not at F3. Where are you? You're not at F3. And then I'd like read the tweet and I'd be like, that's why I'm not there because <laughs> those guys are whack. Um, so TC EH'd me. It took me a while to come around. And then there were, um, I... I did the whole, um, the whole naming thing. Holy cow! I don't remember who exactly was the, um, the site queue that day or the queue, but I do remember that um, Hard Hat was with me, and he and I kind of like bonded over that because we were we were FNGs together. So, um, my name came out of the fact that. I didn't trust anybody in the group. (laughs) And they were talking about how um, all these movie characters and things, eventually I was like, where would I normally be right now on a Saturday morning? I was like eating breakfast. So I screamed it out. I love breakfast. And uh, it might have been Tonight Show or somebody else. Then they came up with the Waffle House. Oh, boy. But then I learned what Waffle House really meant. And I was like, I was proud. 
I, you know, I remember that I, I was there and I remember, I feel like you said something like, you know, I don't really work out, but I love breakfast. And, and you know, it, it was like, okay, Waffle House is, is the guy, um, you know, and I, I, um, I remember pretty vividly several workouts that you queued, um, you know, there was the, uh, I can't remember what, what you called it, but the, the, the watermelon uh, and then, <laughs> then uh, tent pole leadership was a, another one um, that you led. But um, can, can you explain to us the the watermelon? Uh, give us that cot. What high level? Uh, what, what was that uh, cot? The, do you remember the one I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, like I said, traumatic events bring back different memories for others. But. Um, Basically, the whole stick was uh, back to the cold of the maze, I think. Um, and what was the worst thing about that day? It was cold. And so what was the favorite thing uh, about um, the summertime for me is the watermelons, right? A childhood memory. Filling that workout around it. But one time I heard this mu musician say this, and I always remembered it. and. So that was the idea that um, when you're talking to people, a lot of times, you know, you start with the weather, you might like end up complimenting each other, you might, you know, get down into your family, and then eventually you get down into their heart, right, where you're really one in one with each other. And the musician, you know, said that he wants his song to, to do the same thing, to have a conversation with another. And then it's the heart of the watermelon, you know? And if you've ever had like that experience on a hot day of opening up a watermelon and in the middle, it's just so gushy and sweet and it's like otherworldly, right? And that's the heart of the watermelon. Of course, our man, um, What's his name? Tater Tot. <laughs> when I said that, I just thought that he was going to like bounce away into the snow. He seemed so happy. But uh, I, I wish I could take credit for it. I should look up who that was that said that before. But it was the heart of the watermelon. And, and I love that, that, um, that visual. And because it's um, something that I remember, right? I remember um, that experience. In the hot sun, we used to go to these like uh, fish fries, and the I, like when you're, I don't know, eight years old, and people are giving you fish. It's like this is no good, and then there's like lumpy potato salad, and it's like this is no good. But then there's the watermelon. I just remember it's like this I love, and it's so I get I connected to it on a lot of levels, but. I think that's the thing about COTs is like, um, you just talk about what you love, right? Or something that you that you connect to and and you don't worry about it. Someone else, you know, might, might like it, someone else might not like it. But if you talk about what you're passionate about, then then I think that honesty will come through. So so then the other, other one I was gonna ask you about uh, that 
so this was is a concept and i don't know if you heard this from f3 or not but it, it is sort of an f3 concept that obt and, and dread talk about but you did a cot really early on about tent tent pole leadership so what tell tell us that one what's that what does that concept mean yeah and actually i recycled that since then um and uh my main man side dish at the canyon um was part of that uh, tent pole leadership. The, the way I understand it, I'm, and those guys would probably correct me, but um, the idea is that um, when you have more than one in a group, there's always gonna be some that are stronger than others, right? Um, and there's gonna be personalities that act differently than others. Some people, you know, are the lone wolves, uh, some people are the the bat flippers, and then there's some people who just uh, want to be there in the middle somewhere. But uh, when you're leading a group of, of men, you have to kind of like read that group first and not and during the whole workout. Um, and then kind of push that tent pole from the center of the tent towards the ones that need the help the most or pull it back to the ones that need to, to be leading at that time. And then have the, as a leader, you know, have the capacity to realize when someone's shifting out of that, maybe the lone wolf role where they just want to be doing it themselves and they're shifting over to, to being maybe a more of a bat flipper where they want to like take charge of the thing and so there's uh that complexity that all that can happen within you know the warmerama even because people get engaged you know at different levels so but that's the idea is like you're aware of who's around you and you you move that tent pole towards the people who need it the, the help the most and I, I, when I read that, or and then I uh, listened to the the podcast about it, uh, it just really connected to me. It's like I've been in the situation where people have pulled me up, you know, of where leaders have have like reached out and helped me move from one one state to the other. So I appreciated it a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, what I think is so cool about that too is, is and I, I remember this from your COT because you actually had us put our hands sort of in the middle and stretch out and, and there's, there's this reality that, that F3, the tent of F3 is big enough for all those different types of guys, you know, yeah. that it, 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 and it actually requires all those different types of guys to hold up the tent. Um, and I, I just remember realizing that like, some people are coming for the workout. Some people are coming just to be a part of the group. And some people still don't know why they're coming back. But um, ultimately, there's room for all of those guys. Um, and as, as guys change on that continuum, like you were saying, there's there's still room as you grow and, and change and accelerate. So I, I love that model. That You know, I, I know a lot of guys know, they know you and they know maybe a little bit of your, your story. Um, and I certainly remember, you know, the kind of the, the day and events surrounding some of that. I, I don't know if you'd be comfortable sharing kind of your 
you know, you started F3 and maybe what um, kind of significant event has happened, um, you know, since then that, that has kind of uh, come to this day. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a, it's been a true journey for me. Like, um, I remember at the beginning um, when I was trying to figure out whether I really wanted to be part of the F3 or not, there were some cute or some of those um, COTs that like, that made me really interested. It wasn't the working out, it was the COTs. And, um, and it was the vulnerability, like the um, Nodos did one, I remember, and he just laid it out there and it's like, man, I've never, I've never seen this anywhere, ever. Like, I was trying to remember, when did I see a guy do that, that I'd never known before? I, he's just talking to me personally, um, and I don't even know him. And so it was kind of like that. And then I thought, well, I could make another couple workouts. So I tried to go maybe once a week, and then it was once to every site. You know, I tried to do that. Eventually, I was like, okay, um, wait time kept handing me the flag at the end of the workout you're gonna be there right you take the flag and so that was a that was a little trick it's like oh yeah of course i'm gonna be there right so and kind of passing that on um what the heck the then i i knew i had to like be a cue i just knew it so the first time I got my cue was out of town. It was actually in Denver. It just was coincidence. And so I had no idea where I was going, no idea who was going to be there, but it all worked out fine, right? It just did. And those, those um, themes for the cue are all, you just try to be as clever as you can, but mostly it's about the, the, the COTs, I think, you know. So uh, that was quite an adventure that first year. And then I, it really was important to me to like work out in the cold. And I think there was a few core guys that that first year that I was in part of it that like, it was important to them to like make all those cold days where it was like in Nebraska, super cold in the winter time. And that's when I really fell in love with the maze just standing out there with nothing but snow, baby. <laughs> I, I remember the one we did, uh, and I feel like um, you had something on your phone, and maybe it was you or ethanol, and to, to like move the thing on your phone, you were using your nose or, you know, <laughs> and we, we, we were bear crawling around that parking lot at the maze, and uh -huh. uh, like the tent pole leadership thing. And you know, I think what's what's so fascinating to me is how you were able to work. Um, you kind of worked your COT into the workout, right? Like the design of the workout would always be like there was one where we locked arms and we're lunging. And I, I remember <laughs> you leading us in that. And we were all kind of looking at each other like, what is he having us do this time? You know, and, um, but it all it all tied in really well together. Um, yeah. Which, which yeah. was amazing. But um you know, so those I, are, those oh, go are ahead. good memories of, of the problem I have now is like, you know, I'm not like daily uh, going to workouts because my life's changed a little bit since then. 
and so I'm not like making those memories. Uh, and I got to get back to that somehow, some way. I, I know I will, but like the reason you know I kind of changed my whole mo on on F3 was I had this accident, so I'm in a wheelchair now. My spine's broken. Oh, it's like it's changed everything, but. Uh, I'm able to get around really well, and I'm really very, very fortunate with the care I got. Very, very fortunate with the sort of support network that I have, and F3's been, you know, a big part of that. Um, not only for me, but for my family, my wife especially, really didn't realize how, you know, significant of a of a powerful group you guys were until you know, I was in the hospital and you guys were calling her up, texting her, family and friends were um, reaching out to, to, my, to my wife. Um, you're, that was really amazing. And that's like uh, sort of transformed the group on another level again for me, you know, it's like, okay, so it's this personal connection, then it became family connection, you know, and uh, that's been, that's been super exciting for me. I miss working out with the with the burpees. You know, I hate to tell you this, Flag, but my, my burpee form is really, really bad. Like the, the jump, it's just, I never leave the ground. So and I know I've called you out once or twice just to show me a burpee during a workout. That's yeah. just like, I just want to remember what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I, I love it. And I, you know, I, I think, um, yeah, I remember, I remember that day, right? We were, we were going on a taco ride, um, and we, I remember wait, being with some of the other guys there, waiting for you, and, uh, and you know, we weren't, we were like, well, where's Waffle House at? You know, it's kind of like, well, maybe he you know maybe he couldn't get off of work or whatever I think we tried maybe to get a hold of you and um and then the next morning we we get this news that you had had an accident and um you know it is it is such a brotherhood I, I remember just that that feeling your heart just sinks when you know you know somebody that you're really close to has gone through something like that um but but when I see you today you're the happiest that I've ever seen you. And I just, I don't, I don't know. I can't comprehend. Like I know, um, you know, I know God has a plan for all of us. And, and I just think of all the people that, that, that could have happened to, um, the way you've handled it, the way you've been able to just continue to spread joy, um, has been really amazing. And, and I think, you know, like you, you mentioned for Connie and for your family and, um, you know, I just, I just think you're a F3 Omaha staple, you know, you're, you're just, you're what we're all about is how do we just build guys that can, uh, you know, whatever life throws at you, you can go through that successfully with a, a strong group around you. But, you know, I wonder, um, you know, and you've also been the most publicized. You've been in the paper a lot. Uh, you were just recently in, in the newspaper. I don't know, um, you know, if, if uh, how that worked out for you. But um, <laughs> tell me, you, know, you think about the, the three Fs, so fitness, fellowship, and faith. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious, you know, where do you see yourself at on, on those three Fs? Do you, how do you think you're doing there? I, you know, I feel uh, super 
fortunate that I can uh, exercise still. If, um, and so on the fitness side, I, uh, I do a lot of independent stuff now. It's not with the group. And it just is because it's simpler that way. But I've got these strategies and TC's helping me figure it out. So eventually we'll be back in the mix a little more. The, the faith part, like I said, those COTs are just like, it, it's, it's, I always felt like one of the reasons I would, you know, go to church was to like, feel uh, humble. One of the reasons I go to church is to help me understand where I was at in the world. But it's that idea of vulnerability. And that's with F3, after you work out, you're, you're physically vulnerable. And then you go to that emotional vulnerability. And like I said earlier, that's like what's really hooked me on F3. It's like, just seeing someone I respect laid out there and be vulnerable is super inspiring. Like it makes me want to support them. It makes me want to um, help them. It makes me want to be more like them. I just love that part of it. That's, that's like the, when I talk about F3 to my friends, that's what I always talk about. My non-F3 friends, those EATs. Uh, the fellowship thing, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy going to the events we have and I can see how our foundation is just amazing, um, you know, and I, it's just a way to, like, it's such a simple way to participate. Such a, it's like you make voting easy or something. You just, you join the group and. And then all of a sudden you're doing these things that help out the community. And the, the, the cool thing about it is that is like all the creative ways that guys have figured it out, right? Like even that um, I'm skinny as a rail, but that queen service thing, you know, all that, all those funds go to a charity, right? Um, it's just crazy how creative people can get. That's like another, like, wow. You put your heads together, and that's that's pretty amazing. So I appreciate all those. But um, yeah, that's kind of on the three Fs. What I've thought thought about here lately. I um, I, you know, I, I love what you mentioned about how it it just as time goes on, it sort of is designed to make all of those things easier, right? Like you just yeah. naturally progress because you've got those guys around you that are are constantly pushing it to accelerate you know I, I love that um you know something that uh I, I was just reflecting on um you were there when we first started doing uh essentially Q source right after Paradise Island and I remember uh, <laughs> you actually leading one of those and, and I don't know if you know this or not but but we still have this um so what we used to do is we would have, before F3 Nation had put out the QSource content, we would just have our own discussions and we, I would ask different guys to lead and, and you had led a discussion on, about goals. And, um, and then I would do a recap uh, on my way out to the maze on Thursday in my car. It was a super low budget sort of podcast thing. And we <laughs> still have that. So my um, summary of your 
discussion on goals is still out there on you know the podcast and it is the most listened to episode that we have uh so i don't know if you know that but i don't know um what's your take on on goals today how do you how are you establishing goals or um coming up with uh, direction for for life today have things changed in the last couple of years or that's interesting i love that i remember well the the super thing about that is like uh you see someone who has a passion and it makes you want to have a passion maybe not the same thing right but um like uh i'll just bounce that right back at you mr plague because i saw the sort of like just blind fury that you had is like i'm making a podcast it's like what is he crazy aren't you supposed to be driving right now it's like no i can do it i can squeeze it in no matter what and your passion you know uh inspired me at that time um but now like seeing other people's passions like really inspire me too and i think is it's it's sparty right who did the foundation you know like yeah yeah it's just he just went way above and beyond on that and i just like really appreciate that so i look for f3 to like help me you know motivate me period and um seeing what other guys are doing uh creates that passion in me so uh personal goals like uh are just so infinitely small. <laughs> um, you, I just try to be as in the moment as possible right now. I've um, F3 helped me uh, like figure out how how small a person I really am. <laughs> I know we talk a lot about like how how your personality can affect others, you know um i talked to another person with a spinal cord injury and he told me that it was kind of like uh being an astronaut like to be an astronaut you gotta be at the top of your game right but then you go up in space that's like you gotta be the one it's a it's not like that at all an astronaut has hundreds of thousands of people building on them and supporting them and yeah, they're making the decisions at the end, but those decisions are supported by all these other networks of people. And and some and and you're vulnerable when you're out in space, but uh if you kind of are carried on by your crew, uh amazing things can happen. And that's how I think of my relationship with F3 right now, really, because especially since I don't have that daily burpee plague misery <laughs> yeah what i remember one time you told us we were gonna you're you like had this whole strategy he's like run there jump here run there jump here and then and then at the end he says and by the and then 15 minutes we'll have done 200 burpees and i'm like why are, why am i with the plague right now uh yeah we let this guy leave oh uh, that's funny i you know i i love the astronaut analogy um that, that's yeah i think that's really good I, i'm curious your thoughts on 
just how, um, you know, well, I have two questions. I think, you know, talk to me about maybe a change in, in perspective um, that you've gone through. And then I've got to know, like, how, how, have there been moments of frustration or have you just always been happy or, or how did, like, how do you do that? How do you, despite everything you've gone through, still put a smile on? Um, and, and often when I see you, I see you on, on Zoom a lot these days or have in the last year, every time I see you, I say, how are you doing? And you say, I've never been better. And, and when I leave my time with you, I'm, I'm always like just uplifted. I don't know. Tell me, how do you, how do you do that? Like, how, I don't know. I, I just, I think about myself going through a similar situation and I, I don't know if I would be able to be as strong as you are. Right, right. Well, the, there's a couple of components to that. It's like, and in the end, you know, I, my injury was very traumatic, but, it's, but I'm a, a healthy person. And so people who have like, you know, more complicated health issues, you know, I think if it was a more complicated health issue like cancer or something, I might feel totally different, but this is just simple. Like I can't walk, period. You know, other than that, I feel very healthy. And so like in, in the injury itself, you um, helped me sort of understand that a lot of people have a lot more complex problems than I do right now. And so I just, it helped me really appreciate that. Um, I'd never, I, healthcare, you know, is like uh, a foreign world to me. And I never really spent much time in healthcare before my injury. And so that was another like eye opener. It's like, holy cow, you guys are really smart. And it's not just like the neurosurgeons that's smart. It's even like the techie guys in the back room who are making it all fit together. You guys are just super smart. Um, so like that gave me another appreciation. So in some ways, like my injury, like just opened up a new world for me in terms of like showing empathy to others um, and being able to relate to them. And also like, uh, just appreciating those around me. And so, yeah, I don't understand my own thoughts very often, but I have, I've always been kind of a glass half full sort of person. And again, like I can't, I don't really feel a lot of control over that. I can manage it as best I can, but I know a lot of people do struggle with their personal demons. They do struggle with depression. And it's a real thing. And I feel very blessed to not have that as part of this injury or even before in, during my life. And so like in some ways, flipping off the front of my bike was just like a slap in the face. It's like, hey, look at, look at all the blessings you have and appreciate those. And so that's kind of the wave I've been riding on for the last two years. And I think that's, that's where I'm at. I do, you know, you, you've had a couple different um, 
articles or you know publications but one of the ones i i um remember because now you're 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 googleable right we, you can you can google doug white and and see you know uh stories oh, right. but um one of <laughs> one of the the headlines that i i is out there is just you know omaha man defines himself by hope not by paralysis um what what where do you get that hope where does that come from for you today I, I think just again, my support network is is so bold and strong. I always have somebody I can look at. I used to like rely on my brother, you know, my 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 blood brother. It's like it's just me and him, you know. We're gonna make it in the world or whatever it is. But now I feel like I have like an infinite number of brothers, and um, so that gives me hope. Uh, uh, I, the sort of, like, there is this uh, other component of my injury is, like, it makes me want to, like, like, stand up to it, kind of. It's something that um, I feel like, oh, I can figure this out. Every day, there's always one little challenge that I've never done before is, like, I can do this, I can do this. And so I think that that gives me hope too, even from the injury itself. So uh, those are a couple of things. Of course, I, my family is the, is, the, is the reason for being, they, they give me so much love and support as well, so. That's yeah. awesome. What, um, you know, we, we like to kind of get insight from guys. So you, so you just celebrated your three year anniversary, right? Yesterday, I think, according yeah. to Hard Hat, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I'm wondering if um, you know in, in that in that three years, maybe it's changed over time. But um, and, and you kind of mentioned the COTs keeping you engaged. But what sort of advice or you know insight? Because um, you you mentioned even having some apprehension yourself when you first started. What what would you tell a, a new guy showing up, or or maybe even just the, just a, a guy who's in F3 and in general, what, what sort of advice or encouragement would you give to other guys out there that might be struggling? Right, right. I think that the, like, I have struggles too, right? We keep talking about how happy and, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the sort of outward face I have. Of course, we all have, you know, struggles, right? But I think when it comes to being at a three, the beauty of it is there's always somebody um, who is there to help you. If you're like the one who gets picked up or there's someone you can circle back and pick up. When we say pick up the six, I mean, there's always that range of, of people and no matter how bad your day is or how, how much anxiety you have about you know, going to work that day or whatever your daily challenge is, um, you can you can kind of count on that, that you're either there to help someone or there's someone to help you. And, and I think that um, that's a great way to start your day. You know, I just, I love that. Um, uh, one of the things I like about the FNGs and the new people is, is like, you you get introduced to a, a whole new world every every week really 
that's been my experience at F3 Omaha is like there's people coming on weekly or even more often and it's like you learn so much about the people around you and even that you know is like a it's a, it's a way to be motivated be you know be connected i really appreciate that and then you get to see those guys grow and most of them you know are going to like surpass you eventually uh, a lot of you know and and you get to um kind of cheer them on at the beginning and then realize uh oh they're gonna kick my butt <laughs> and then it's like okay bye bye i'll see you later <laughs> and so i've had that experience with a lot of the f3 guys it's like i could never like maybe keep up with uh, some of them but but that sort of transformation that that you see in others it's like when I'm feeling down about myself, it's like, well, I know they're transforming. I can see it. They're beating me today. It's like, but I'm transforming too. I just have to remember that too. And that's what, what the workouts are about. So mm -hmm. I don't know if that answered your question at all. Yeah, no, that's, I, I think that's really good. I, I think, um, you know, it is interesting um, just, you know, hearing you um, and your perspective you're you're very others focused you know I, I, and i think that's that's something different that i notice in you that you know a lot of us struggle with is how do i enter into the day and not be so focused on on myself and my needs and my you know whatever my struggles whatever it might be and, and really be more outwardly focused you know and be and be thinking about other people um i, I know something i enjoy is hearing we've kind of started this thing where a guy at their COT on their maybe one year anniversary will, will tell why they like F3 or maybe it's on their VQ. They'll say, you know, here's why I keep coming back and here's what I've learned. And, and you're absolutely right. You hear these amazing stories of just pure transformation um, that you really don't get anywhere else. I haven't found any anywhere else. Um, so I, I love that others focused uh, perspective. Um, you know, you've, you've just you've had a, a tremendous impact on on me and i think um so many guys in f3 and uh, you know i think um this for me is just one of those moments where you know looking back and seeing where we are now um, there's been so much growth in in the group and i think um a lot of that early growth you know i attribute to guys like you that just stuck with it even though we didn't really know what we were doing uh we didn't know what wait time was was up to or <laughs> where we were going to go and you know, at, the, at that time we had, you know, maybe four or five sites and, and now we've got 36 or, so, or something like that. And it just, um, just amazing to, to see where we're at today. But um, I, I do want to respect your time. So I'll take us out in a little name if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Brandon Flehari, 35, The Plague. Ah, uh, Doug White, 54. Today is my birthday. No way. Oh, man. Waffle House. Oh, Waffle House respect, man. Happy uh, birthday. Holy cow. <laughs> we should have started with that. We should, uh, we should, we should sing. Uh, you want me to sing now? No, <laughs> no, you don't want me to sing. <laughs> oh. no, I don't want you. Not again, please. Not again. <laughs> Are you doing anything special to celebrate? A family tonight's uh, family time. Um, yeah, nothing awesome. special. A little salsa, margarita, maybe. There Let's you see. go. 
Oh, well, this is perfect. Well, I'm, I'm grateful for you, and I'm glad I got to spend time with you on your birthday. Happy Absolutely. birthday. Hey, have yeah, a good yeah. night. It was nice to see you. Oh, you too. Keep up the good work. I really appreciate it. I wish yeah, I could man. tell you more. All right. We'll see you out there in the gloom. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Bye. Bye. <laughs>